We find within the Qur'an, if we look at Surah Al-Jumu'ah, in the second ayah, Allah highlights four specific things that the Prophet was sent for, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And one of the reasons why I want to emphasize this is because you have some people who, for one reason or another, people have different uh, things maybe they've gone through, different videos they've watched online that kind of led them down the rabbit hole and then they came out the other side and they have no idea how they got there, they don't know where they are and they're confused. Some people end up at the incorrect conclusion that you can have the Qur'an without the Sunnah of the Prophet And factually speaking, the reality is that is simply impossible. You cannot function as a Muslim if you want to take one without the other or the other without the one. So in this ayah, in Surah Al-Jum'ah, Allah highlights four things that relate to the mission of the Prophet ﷺ. So there's definitely, without question, the emphasis and the importance of the Qur'an. No, no one is saying otherwise. This is actually the first thing that's mentioned for the Prophet to recite the ayat of the Qur'an. Allah mentions that the Prophet was sent among the unlettered, among the Arabs at that time, Rasulam minhum, a messenger from among them. He knew them and they knew him. They had given him the nickname Asadiq al Amin, the, the truthful, the trustworthy, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, for decades before he was given Iqra. So they, they knew who he was. So when Allah says, early on in revelation to the Prophet, والسلام, Allah emphasizes the character of the Prophet. That's a reminder to his people at that time. You know his character. You know how truthful he is. You guys nicknamed him the truthful, the, tr the trustworthy, for example. So Allah mentions you were sent to these people and by extension mankind for four things, primarily. The first one, yatlu alayhim ayatihi, to recite the ayat of the Qur'an to them. وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ And to purify them, to increase them in good. What's interesting is when you look at the relationship between this ayah, this is a response from Allah Azza wa Jal, but we find the initial part of this many centuries earlier when it was initially mentioned from Prophet Ibrahim salam in Surah Al-Baqarah when he asks Allah to send a messenger among them to do four things. What's interesting is in the format of Prophet Ibrahim salam he asked Allah for four things, to send them a messenger to recite his ayah, to recite the ayat of Allah, the signs of Allah to them, and to teach them the book, and to teach them wisdom, i.e. the sunnah, and to purify them. So Prophet Ibrahim salam, think of his maqam, think of his status with Allah Azza wa Allah says in Surah Nisa that he took Prophet Ibrahim salam as a khalil. Think of how close he was to Allah Azza wa He asked Allah for something, something magnificent. One, two, three, and four. In Allah's response, Allah took number four and made it number two. So as, as, as high as his status was, and as beautiful as this dua was, Allah chose something that was slightly adjusted, that was slightly better from his divine perspective, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah responds here, Allah says that he was sent to recite the ayat and to purify them. So Allah took وَيُزَكِّهِمْ from number four and made it number two to recite the ayat to them and to purify them and to increase them in good. Zakah wa yuzakihim, it ties into both concepts. When you give your zakah, you're purifying your wealth and you're also going to increase your wealth at the same time by giving that same zakah. So you're purifying it, but you're also increasing it 
from Allah Azza wa Jal's generosity to recite the ayat to them, to, to, uh, to purify them, to teach them the book, الكتاب والحكمة. And scholars have mentioned here that here, hikmah means the sunnah of the Prophet So the Prophet was sent for four reasons, to recite the ayat, to purify them, to teach them the meaning of the book. There's a difference between memorizing Qur'an and understanding Qur'an. Understanding the tafsir behind something. Understanding the, the, the reason of revelation, understanding the backstory. Right, the, the, the deeper cause or, or the background behind it. وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابِ وَالْحِكْمَةِ And to teach them the hikmah. To teach them the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. So right there it's embedded of the, the, the mission statement of the Prophet ﷺ from Allah Azza wa Jal. What is your mission? One, two, three, four. And the fourth one is to teach the sunnah. So the two, they have to go hand in hand. You cannot have one without the other. In the Qur'an, I'll conclude with this, Allah emphasizes very clearly when he mentions لَقَدَ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولَ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا You have the best example in the Prophet ﷺ i.e. the sunnah so we have the best example in him and the two are intertwined the Qur'an and the sunnah they're, they're, they're deeply intertwined and they're braided within one another within one another you cannot have one without the other we ask Allah to increase all of us in wisdom and understanding amni rabbil alamin subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun alal mursalin alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin